It's time for the June 3rd, 2022 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a personal recollection of the last 168 hours of history, broadcasting on World Bicycle Day from the University of California at Irvine, in the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. I'm Mike Caspar. And, as always, fitness guru, <laughs> Muller, the fake news dog. <laughs> yeah, Muller. He's feeling fit today. Oh, he does. He sounds very fit. Yeah. Do you remember uh, on his birthday a couple of years ago where he pulled 13 boats around the Santa Monica Pier? Yeah. Uh, uh, with, uh, with his teeth. With his teeth. With his jaw. He had a, he had a, a, a rope yeah. pulling 13 uh, rowboats. Yeah. All the way up to good the end of the pier and then back around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good yeah that was pretty impressive. Way to go. Today, right here in Weekly Signals, we'll be talking about Corny Johnson's Oak, headbutting, bad hamsters, hot dog debris, and then some. Okay. Lots of important news here. Mm-hmm. But first, do you enjoy those automated voices, you know, when you pick up a phone and... <laughs> And you go through that phone tree. You like to listen to those voices? I don't think so. Not at all. <laughs> I don't think yeah. so. I've heard that they are universally hated. <laughs> yes, they probably are. Yeah. From Euronews, in a bid to rid customers of having to deal with those universally hated automated voices on the phone, Spain's government is presenting a bill that would make it obligatory or obligatory, depending on your preference, for companies to have a real person in customer services pick up the call. It's going to be the government's doing this. Okay. The bill, which includes a number of other related measures, like limiting the time it takes to answer the call to a minimum, a maximum of three minutes. Okay. Does you that like mean, that? Yeah, yeah. So you can't, you know, <clears throat> you're not going to be put on hold forever was proposed by the Ministry of Consumer Affairs in Spain and backed by the country's ruling left-wing coalition. Okay. Those damn commies. Those socialist Democrats. They don't yeah. want robots answering no, the phone. I know. When is, where is it going to end? It will now need the approval of Spain's Council of State, followed by their members of Parliament, before it can become law. Customer services far too often cause endless headaches for Spanish families because far too many companies create bureaucratic labyrinths to stop you from exercising your right to service. These difficulties also represent an enormous waste of energy, time, and money for the families, with many being resigned to giving up their rights. That was according to Consumer Affairs Minister Alberto Garzón. I think so. I kind of agree with him on yeah, this. Yeah, I, and leave it to the Europeans to be a little bit ahead of the curve in terms of customer service, kind of um, making... I mean, they're going to have to hire more people, which yeah. would be good in yeah, some small way go. for employment and and such. And yeah, you're right. How many times have you screamed into the phone, no, I don't want to go there? Yeah, Or some exactly. some version yeah, of that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I've I've said profanities. I I cleaned yeah. it up. I, I uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yeah, you get you you get into this kind of swirling vortex of no, uh-huh. and then eventually you hang up and try again if you're 
patient enough. But I've said some pretty horrible things to robots. <laughs> yeah. But I figure that there's somebody on the other end, you know, that they, they're wanting to hear this. They're recording the incoming calls. And there's like an algorithm that picks up swear words yeah. and makes like a compilation. Like a, so like the, a blooper reel. Yeah. The, yeah the, so at the end of every day, they can like listen to yeah, all the yeah, yeah. crazy or, people. Or at the Christmas party, they just put that on. Right. Yeah. And the, they laugh you know, they and they laugh, laugh and they exactly. laugh and they're making fun of me. Exactly. They're making fun of me, Mike. Exactly. Yes. God. Yeah. Now don't start, Nathan. Remember what the do, remember the remember the last time the FCC yeah. got involved, okay? Please. That's right, Mother. All right. Get it out for me. There you go. That was kind of a. All right. All right. <laughs> you know, started strong. We're not that. We're not yeah, that he started excited. strong on that, and then he kind of wimped out. Really. Speaking of those automated voices, Mike. Yeah. Would you like your own robot? Oh, would I like my? Own? Yeah, I would like my own. CP3. What were those Star Wars CP3s? I don't no, know what no, that whatever, stuff's called. Whatever, whatever. It has some. Yeah, I long think I would. Convoluted. Yeah, name. yeah, yeah. Whatever. C3PO. RD2D2. I think that's uh, you know uh, what's his name playing for the Dodgers. C3PO. Oh, <laughs> isn't that it? Chris. That's, that's Chris Taylor. Chris they, Taylor. Yeah, they call him. C3O. I yeah, don't know yeah, what yeah. they call him. Well, and Chris Paul. Chris Paul. He was CP3 because he yeah. had a number three. So that yeah. they, he picked up on that. But idea. we're talking about robots. We are here. talking about robots. And yes, you are correct. And yes, I would like to have some version, something that follows me around, walks really? around with me. No, I don't want that. Oh. But I would like something I can reliably, well, my internet. I can reliably go to the internet and say, Siri, in a matter of speaking, that's my robot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a so robot. So I guess we already some version of that. Would you like one of those with, with uh, little hands that, that you know, like, can rub your back. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, would it uh, <laughs> would it have a woman's voice or a man's voice for you? Whatever you like, would, you can program no, whatever yeah, voice would you, you want you, in on your. Siri? Probably have some haptics that you can decide how you want it to feel on your back. Yeah, you know? that's probably true. Yeah. yeah. All right. Robot haptics. <laughs> and a more robot news from The Verge. New York State is giving out more than 800 robots as companions for the elderly. Hmm. Yeah. The robots are not able to help with physical tasks, but are more like Siri or Alexa, okay. like you were saying. Yeah. Engaging users in small talk, helping contact loved ones, and keeping track of health goals like exercise and medication. Yeah. So they're doing good things for you, yeah. right? Yeah. The robot named LEQ. Like Ellie, E L L I. That's nice. Q. Q. I don't know if you can rename it because I don't know if I like Ellie Q. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Bridget. That's exactly the name I was going to give it. Bridget. That's so weird that you did yeah. that. Yeah. I was just going to say, I call one it. Of those little maids' aprons on. Bridget. Yeah. Yes, exactly what I was going to uh, say. That. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I'm getting 80 years old. Yeah. Well, God help me. Yeah. God help. I'm going to need a Bridget in my life. Can you imagine you have one of these little Bridgets running around, uh -huh. and every day it gets increasingly more irritated with you for your... Con the no, it'd be, it'd be very nice to me. Yeah, but it, over time, wouldn't it be weird if it suddenly got... Are we going to talk about that again? You know, yeah. there's things like yeah, that. Slaps Do me I around. have to say yeah. what I really think? Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of stuff. I mean, that would be interesting. Bridging the world of robotics and humans. Yes. Bridget. Bridget. Bridging. Yes. They see, yeah, play with that. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't I have like to it. be Bardot. The Bridget, the Bridget 5000. You but know. this one's named yeah. LEQ. Yeah. And it focuses on what matters to individuals, not 
sex perverts like you and me. Individuals, <laughs> memories, life validation, yeah. interaction with friends and families, yeah. and LEQ promotes overall good health and well-being. Yes. It's yeah. a yes. wholesome robot. Yeah. Not this perverted sex robot you were thinking about. I thought about it for, yeah. I you did. were thinking, that's I all did. you were thinking I was, about. I kind of thought about it. But uh, it would, could be really good because instead of me correcting my dad, yeah. the Dodgers didn't win in 1978, <laughs> the World Series, I, yeah. then somebody else, the robot, and he would believe the robot. Yeah. He wouldn't he believe would. me. That bastard. Yeah. He Frank. Said, Frank. Frank. Please. Frank. Please. You know, the robot said so. <sighs> Bridget consists of two. Oh. LEQ consists of two parts attached to a single base. Yeah. Single base. The first part is a lamp-like face with microphone and speakers that lights up and swivels to face people it's talking to. Mm-hmm. It was just a lamp. Mm-hmm. You could do better than that. <laughs> yeah, come on. You know, even if it was like a cartoon creature. Yeah. You're giving it to elderly people, and yeah. they're going to have a lamp. They're going to talk to a lamp. <laughs> The second is a touchscreen tablet used to display pictures, additional information, and conduct video calls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The lamp, though, no, I don't no, know. No, the lamp. Yeah. How about just a mannequin head that you could put makeup on and dress up pretty? Well, see, now we're veering back into the territory that you were describing earlier. Yeah, that's we're right. starting to veer back into that particular realm. Yeah. Intuition Robotics, that's yeah, the yeah. people that make it, yeah. claim that LEQ can project empathy and form bonds with users. Yeah. Yeah, I think there is some value to this. Well, isn't that projection on the user part? Well, yeah. it's not the actual robot. These people can yeah, yeah. have bonds with fruit flies if you give them enough time. Well, and the other thing, would this particular robot reinforce your ridiculous points of view? Would it reinforce the yeah. your, your, Would it basically tell you what you wanted to hear? Or would well, I it hope actually. So. Well, I, yeah. yeah, that would be the. Yeah, I mean, you're old. What else is there? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Might, might as well. That's, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Go ahead. Vote for Trump. Yeah. L.E.Q. Yeah, would yeah say. exactly. Or, yeah. yes, Ellie Mae was cuter than Donna Reed. That that yeah. kind of thing, that would kind of reinforce. Ellie Mae and Donna Reed? <laughs> Good God. <laughs> well, let's have a timeout right now, okay? Yeah. The robot... <laughs> He's supposed to remember key details about a user's life and shape its character to their own. Well, that right off right. is a danger part for me. I do not want to be facing me when I'm 80 years old. No, I don't think so. Uh, LEQ will crack more jokes if the user tends to laugh a lot, for Well, there example. you go, yes. But for me, I want LEQ to laugh at my jokes. <laughs> I, I don't care about her jokes. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, if the yeah. robot suddenly starts doing, you know, <laughs> yeah. George Carlin or yeah. something, I mean, that I'm not sure that that's what I want. Yeah, George Carlin. Well, George would be Carlin okay. actually yeah. would be okay. Yeah. yeah, or Penny Youngman. Yeah, or Rodney Dangerfield maybe. But uh, but like Roseanne Barr. Roseanne or Barr. You don't oh, want that. oh yeah. no, we don't need that. No. Go away, LEQ. No. no. Yeah. No. Yeah, <laughs> that's good, Molly. I'd, I'd go over that laugh. Yeah. 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 From the New York Times. Let's move on. Yes. Whew. From the New York Times. At the 1936 Olympics in Berlin, each champion received a baby oak tree. If you win a gold medal, Mm. you get an oak tree. Nice, nice. Sounds like Larry Agron was uh, working (laughs) for that uh, Olympics. In Los Angeles, one of those oaks is still alive. Okay. 
the 87-year-old oak tree in the backyard of 1156 South Hobart, just north of Pico Boulevard, was presented as a uh, to Cornelius Cooper Corny Johnson on the occasion of his gold medal in the high jump competition at the 1936 Olympic Games in Berlin. Oh. During the competition, Johnson was shunned by Adolf Hitler, who left the stadium rather than watch his winning jump and shake the hand of the black champion. Yeah. Johnson returned to Los Angeles and planted the tree in his backyard where it grew to a height of almost 50 feet and for decades was a sturdy and noble neighbor to the residents of the area that would later become part of Koreatown. That's very cool. It's a living link to historical events from the rise of Nazi Germany to the achievements of the black American athletes at the Berlin Games that are precursors to the civil rights movement. Yeah, Jesse Owens and the others, yeah. Now for the not so good. By the news. way, just what? real quick, yeah. when is the Olympic Games are coming back to Los Angeles? Is that twenty eight? Is that do we know that? We'll say it is right now. Okay, sorry, but I'm not absolutely sure. It I sounds right. Yeah. And now for the bad news yes. about this tree: yeah. the 119 year old house and property where the tree resides was sold with plans for a four unit mansionized townhouse apartment flush to the property line. You know, so, one of those yeah, just yeah. Go right as far out as they can. Yep. There's no room for Corny Johnson's Olympic Oak. And this apartment is a fortress for newcomers who drive in and out. That's all they're going to do. There is nothing around. So it's the yard and everything in this nice little neighborhood, including this historic oak, uh, could be completely demolished. However, the demolition permit has not yet been granted and the parcel has not yet been rezoned. Preservation community has begun raising the alarm and brought the threat to the attention of the Cultural Heritage Commission and Office of Historic Resources. And yesterday, the commission voted unanimously to consider the Cornelius Johnson Olympic Oak and Johnson family residence as a landmark and strongly urged the owner, the property owner, to water the thirsty tree. I guess it's not even been doing anything to the property. That, the I was going to ask. The property owner for a long time. And... Pulling the tree out and transferring is probably out of the question. That is absolutely true because the way concrete and everything has worked around it, its yeah. roots go way under the street. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's in bad health, too, because he hasn't been watering the much. ass who owns the property now hasn't been watering yeah. it. So it's going to complete shock. They've looked into it. So we're hoping yeah. that this uh, tree gets saved. Yeah. It would be a nice uh, yeah. gesture. Yeah. Don't you think? Yep, I yeah. do. If this news makes you feel better about our world, may I recommend a donation to KUCI to celebrate? Just go to KUCI.org. Your generous donation is how we stay on air. Commercial-free, free-form, free-speech radio, KUCI 88.9 FM. Wow. Good one, Molly. A special little... How there for our fund drive. Yes. You go to KCI.org and you give us money. That's right. Because it's that time of year. Yeah. We don't do it often. And and if it makes you feel any better, Uh Nathan nor I have any access whatsoever to the funds that are coming in. We have no no. access. Uh We have no way of getting to them because, believe me, I've tried. And there's just no way. You've tried. I've tried. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's just testing the security. You need a little cash now? <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. what? KUCI.org. 
slash donate. 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 Yeah, or just goes to our KCI.org right there. Yeah. There's a little splash page, and you can make the decision right there. Right there. I'm going to donate. While you're listening to Weekly Signals online, uh-huh. it's right there. Just make your cursor move over just a just little, little tiny bit. bit. That's there right. it is, right just there. Move it over. Click okay, on click. it. Good. Yeah, very good. Thank you. From the Sydney Morning Herald. Researchers discovered the world's largest plant is a self-cloning seagrass. That's in Australia where they found this. It's just one big plant. Organism. Yeah. Plant, yeah. The species is called Poseidon's ribbonweed. I remember buying that at MedMen the other day. I don't remember what happened for the next three days after that. Poseidon's ribbonweed. And this specimen in Shark Bay, Australia, has spread to cover an area the size of Cincinnati. Over the past 4,500 years. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. That's a big plant. (laughs) In addition to being a clone, the grass seems to be a hybrid of two species and possesses two complete sets of chromosomes, a condition called polyploidy. Yeah. It's easy for you to say. Polyploidy. Okay. While the shark bait clone has reached enormous size and age, the question now is, will it be able to withstand modern climate change? That's right. Because it's been around for 4,500 years. It's probably had some kind of climate change, but, yeah. but we're, it's uh, a lot different nowadays. It's getting hot fast. Seagrasses are particularly important to protect. They are comparable to coral reefs in the sense that they host a lot of other species, yeah. along with purifying water and storing atmospheric carbon. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. We are in the process of doing some serious damage to the ocean by virtue of how hot the planet is getting. It is degrading the ecosystem's ability to do what it's supposed to do, what it's been doing, yeah. which is absorb carbon. And heat, and we are overheating the oceans now, huh. and that's not a good thing at all. And we need to cool down. We need to cool down. How about a mango? <laughs> would you like a little mango? A refreshing mango sounds uh-huh. good right now. It yes, thank you. You like mangoes? I do love mango. I don't good. think about mango. When I walk into a store, yeah. mango doesn't pop up on my list of things to get. Yeah. Whenever I have a good mango, yeah. I always have the same reaction. Wow. Wow. I should eat more of this. I should eat. Mangoes all the time. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. From Business Insider, there's no fruit in India as universally loved and eagerly anticipated as the mango, which for one brief window each year cools and sweetens the long days of summer. Uh Mangoes are added to kebabs, used in sour dishes, and pureed with mint to make refreshing drinks. It it can also... Accentuate a wonderful salad. Absolutely. Mango. Slice those guys up in there. It just sweetens it and Mm -hmm. makes you happy. Mm -hmm. But this year, as blistering heat has struck northern India weeks earlier than usual, mango crops have been devastated, threatening a way of life for thousands of small farmers who grow the fruit and millions more who consume it. Nearly 80% of production of the mangoes in Uttar Pradesh have been severely hit. That's in northern India there. The heat wave is a vivid example of the challenge India faces in ensuring its food security to feed a growing population of nearly 1.4 billion 
as the effects of climate change worsen. The heat has far exceeded the optimal temperature for fertilization of mango trees, which is around 77 degrees Fahrenheit. It's been up close to 100 there for a few weeks. India is the world's largest mango producer, accounting for nearly 50% of the global crop. Much of it is consumed domestically in India there, but the country exports tens of millions of dollars worth of mangoes each year, and now all that is in danger. God. Mangoes, Mike. And you like them. I do. Mahler likes them, too. Yeah. 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 Mangoes. And from the American Association for the Advancement of Science. A National Institutes of Health-funded study found that people with food allergies, like me. Mm -hmm. You have food allergies? None that I know of. Yeah. Well, try this mango. (laughs) Yeah. Food allergies are less likely to become infected with SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19, than people without food allergies. Wow. So it's a good thing, in this case, to have a food allergy. I guess you might be allergic somehow to what the virus is doing or, you know, it's you build up a resistance because of the allergies. I don't know. But they did the test and this is what they came up with. In addition, uh, while previous research identified obesity as a risk factor for severe COVID-19, the new study has identified obesity and high body mass index as associated with increased risk for SARS-CoV-2 infection. Hmm. In contrast, the study determined that asthma does not increase the risk. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good to hear. The human epidemiology in response to SARS-CoV-2 study also found that children ages 12 or younger are just as likely to become infected with the virus as teenagers and adults. But 75% of infections in children are asymptomatic. Hmm. So they're just walking around. Just vectors, disease vectors everywhere. And we're going, oh, they're fine. They're they're kids. What could be the problem? Yeah. That's good to hear about asthma. My my sister has asthma. Oh, good. Yeah, and so she was. I mean, not good that she had No, I knew that. I I assumed that was your take, yeah. But, yeah, so it's good because she, yeah, she's she's suffered from it for, since we lived. This is the byproduct, I believe, of living in the Los Angeles basin when you were growing up was asthma. Pacoima, yeah, or Sun Valley? Well, Tahunga, Sunland, yeah. all that area. Yeah, northern yeah, northern end northern it, it just, the smog kind of back up exactly, against those hills sometimes. Against, uh, yes, very much so. So, yeah. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. Visit us on the web at KUCI.org, on Facebook at facebook.com slash KUCI 88.9, on our Tumblr blog at kuciradio.tumblr.com and on Twitter and Instagram at KUCIFM. Mm-hmm. You want to say more about this fun drive we're doing? Because it's real should, easy. Yeah. You just go to KUCI.org. Give us money. Just push the little button really there. really easy. KUCI.org. How simple is that? Then you get there yeah. and you have a chance to see not only what's going on here on Weekly Signals, give you a chance to listen to any show you want to anywhere that we have been on, right? Weekly, weekly Signals. Signal. Weekly yeah, signals. Yeah. And then you can donate because you'll yeah. be so happy. It'll make you feel better about yourself. That's the other thing. This is the hidden benefit of uh, donating to KUCI. Yeah. You feel better about yourself. Maybe you're having a crappy week, crappy day. Your girlfriend just broke up with you. Whatever. Wow. 
all of a sudden, you click on that donate button. Are you doing all right, Mike? Doing okay. Okay. You donate, and all of a sudden, your whole outlook on life changes, and you think, I'm a good person. Yeah, I'm a good person. I am a good person. I'll give more money. I'll give them some more money. Here, wait a second. Just a I sec- haven't given them enough. Hold on. Let me make another donation. Yes. KUCI.org. That's right. From Space Ref Magazine. I don't know if that's... I assume it's Space Reference. I tried to find out what ref is. Hmm. Reference. Reference. Referee. Let's go with that. Reefer. Let's go with that. From Space Reefer magazine. Researchers have built an algorithm that can scan old astronomical images from unnoticed space rocks, helping to detect objects that could one day imperil Earth. So this stuff could be hurtling towards us, but we didn't see it at first. Yeah, we saw it, but we we didn't didn't, know what it was. This is, I'll explain here. The B612 Foundation. Uh, announced the discovery of more than 100 asteroids. Okay. The foundation's name, by the way, is a nod to Antoine de Exupéry's uh, children's book, The Little Prince. Mm. And B612 is the home asteroid of the main character. Gotcha. You know, you see him standing on that, that asteroid yeah. in the cover of the book there. Yeah. Yeah. New asteroids are reported, reported all the time by sky watchers around the world. So... Really, the idea that there's 100 new asteroids out there isn't exactly earth-shattering. But what is remarkable is that B612 did not build a new telescope or even make new observations with existing telescopes. Instead, researchers financed by B612 applied a cutting-edge computer algorithm to years-old images. They just took old images, put them into this uh, scanner, and looked at all the dots and light and ran an algorithm, and they did this to 412, 100,000, 100, almost a half million yeah. of these photographs yeah. in digital archives at the National Optical Infrared Astronomy Research Laboratory. Mm-hmm. And they did this to sift asteroids out of the 68 billion dots of cosmic light captured in the images. 68 billion dots of life. Wow. Light, and they... Narrowed it down. Today, of the estimated 25,000 near-Earth asteroids at least 460 feet in diameter, only about 40% of them have been found. The other 60%, about 15,000 space space rocks, each with the potential of unleashing the energy equivalent to hundreds of millions of tons of TNT in a collision with the Earth, remain undetected. That is... Yeah, the researchers developed an algorithm that is able to examine astronomical imagery, not only to identify those points of life that might be asteroids, but also figure out which dots of light in images taken on different nights are actually the same asteroid. So they're narrowing down some of these dots of light. Uh, so it's really not, you know, uh, a gazillion asteroids out there. Right. The algorithm is currently configured to find only main belt asteroids, those with orbits between Mars and Jupiter, and not the near-Earth asteroids, the ones that could collide with our planet. And they did this because the near-Earth asteroids are more difficult because they move faster. Now that they got the hang of things, they're going to tackle that project next. Wow. And find out which of these guys is going to collide with us so we can all stress out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, by the way, speaking of that, I'm I'm a little bit obsessed with this. I I don't know um, if they've found anything recently about this 
Oumuamua. You know that this uh, this what looked like a initially thought to be a just a big asteroid or big yeah. hurling towards space, and they think at some point they thought it might be an alien spaceship. You know this yeah. thing. You remember this? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. It, uh, this, it looks like a joint. It does look like a joint. Somebody's yeah. playing a joke on it's us. It's a fatty. It is a big fatty. Well, uh, yeah, it's the only interstellar object we've ever seen in our universe. Yeah. In our solar system, I should say. Yeah. It's just interesting. I wonder, I and mean, this is one of those things where it's not likely that it's some kind of alien, you know, spaceship, but interesting. I don't know why I got off on this subject, but I did. There you just like looking at asteroids. Well, yeah, I think it's fascinating. And uh, the, the, the new, uh, the new um, telescope that they have up there that they just launched a couple of months oh, yeah, ago. Yeah. Web. The, yeah, the web. The, yeah. Yeah, yes. Uh, is just finding all kinds of things. They're finding, this last thing I saw was, they found a universe behind a universe that was yeah. kind of cloaking a it. A universe? I'm sorry, a solar system. Pardon yeah. me. I a said solar that. system, yeah. Behind okay. a solar system, which yeah. they had never been, they didn't, weren't able to identify. Not a galaxy. Well, it could have been a galaxy. Now you got me really <laughs> rattled here. Is it I a, know I got you get rattled. Yeah. Make up your mind. They found, was, they found, a, they, well, a milky, it was either a planet, wait, wait, a solar out. system, a galaxy, or, or a universe, which would be big news. Well, that would be big news. Yeah. I, I said that wrong, but nonetheless, it could. It's say Milky Way behind a Milky Way. Okay. Let's just say it in that those terms. Okay. They found it. They had no idea it existed. They're finding galaxies that are colliding into one another now. Yeah. All these things are just. There's a lot of stuff going on out there. Yeah. What does it do me? Yeah, that's the question. Really, what yeah. does it matter? Yeah. The, as yeah. Uh, as uh, Woody life Allen, is meaningless, yeah, Mike. Yes, as Woody Woody Allen said in. Was it Annie Hall said, the universe is expanding. Why do I have to do homework? The universe is expanding. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. Why? What is the point? That's the point. That's the point. The joke is, what's the point? Yeah. The universe, the universe is expanding. expanding. Yeah. Eventually, it'll expand to a point where it starts to collapse on itself. We're all going to die. It eventually doesn't matter. So don't do your homework, kids. That's a bad thing to say. Well, it's... I'm still obsessing on 412,000. Yeah. That's a lot. I want to say hundred twice in there. Okay. I but I had this brain freeze yeah. where I wanted to go four hundred and twelve hundred thousand. And I said universe. And, and you I said meant universe. To, but I meant there to must say be something going on in this room. I don't know. Yeah, ghastly. <laughs> From Science Daily, scientists have now used a technique known as retrospective radiocarbon birth dating to determine the age of the human liver. You got one of those, right? I yeah, yeah, I assume I do. They <laughs> yeah, you never know. I don't know. It's a hoax. It could be. The liver hoax. The, the, the livers are, it may, you know, because the universe is expanding. Maybe we're all going to, next time, we won't have livers. Well, we don't have them now. Yeah, or maybe not. Yeah. yeah. We're in that we'll second galaxy. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. We well, just made the switch. Yeah, we did. We don't know what's going I on. I don't know. <sighs> anyway, the scientists showed that no matter the person's age, the liver is always, on average... Less than three years old. So, so it, you know, what are you, 120 or so? Some 180. Yeah. 118. 100, uh, sorry. Yeah. Please. 118 years old and your liver yeah. is only three years That's old. That's amazing. At most. That's amazing. Yeah. The results demonstrate that aging does not influence liver renewal, making the liver an organ that generally replaces its cells equally, equally well in young and old people. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. 
The liver is an essential organ that takes care of clearing toxins in our bodies. Because it constantly deals with toxic substances, it's likely to be regularly injured. So, you know, the last time you had that bottle of uh, tequila. Uh Well, that absinthe is what really got me. Yeah. That that was what It's going, what's going on? And it actually tries to heal itself. Yeah, it does. But then the next day you're drinking the bottle of absinthe Uh, again. Yeah, yeah. We don't learn. We just don't. The well, liver knows. The liver knows. We don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the problem. To overcome this, the liver has a unique capacity among organs to regenerate itself after damage. Because a lot of the body's ability to heal itself and regenerate decreases as we age, scientists were wondering if the liver's capacity to renew also diminishes with age. The interdisciplinary team of biologists, physicists, mathematicians, and clinicians analyzed the livers of multiple individuals who died at ages between 20 and 84 years old. Surprisingly, the team showed that the liver cells of all subjects were more or less the same age. And from Scientific American, the ancient giraffe relative, an ancient giraffe relative, mm-hmm. not the, there's probably a lot of ancient giraffe relatives, mm-hmm. There might be a whole family of ancient giraffe relatives. But this particular one uh, was evolution's head-butting champion. Oh, my God, really? Maybe even out-head-butting dinosaurs. And, of course, our doggy Mahler. (laughs) Yeah, Mahler. Who's a great headbutter? Oh, he is. He is. Do you ever headbutt people, Mike? Do you have a head that you can? No, I don't. I have a very thin skull. Uh, You know, basically, you know. My head is thick. It is. You have that thick, that Northern European thick or Eastern European. Those people have some thick skulls. Yeah. Yeah. But we still get uh, what do they call that thing where you can't think very well anymore. Uh, I don't know what that is. Concussions. Concussions. Oh, there you go. Like the modern giraffe, the newly discovered giraffe relative, a now extinct species named Discocyrix jirgi, had a bony, also had a bony dislike shield on the top of its skull covered in a protective layer of keratin. The same type of tissue found in the horns of headbutters such as bulls and rams. Uh The hard disc resembled a sort of squat helmet that sat atop the animal's head. It does. It looks like a little beanie, like what I'm wearing. Yes. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Unlike living giraffes, whose necks most researchers have traditionally thought uh, primarily evolved for foraging at the top of trees, D-Gigi's, or Gigi's, the disco Kirik Gigi, uh-huh. uh, thick skull and vertebrae were almost certainly the result of sexual competition. Well, well there you yeah. go. As there the researchers go. surmised... Gigi was not that large, perhaps the size of a big sheep, but it butted heads over mates with a force perhaps never before seen in the animal kingdom and never seen since. Wow. Headbutting. Yeah. Woof. That'd be an awful way to mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, you don't I'm gonna do go that out with a the female. Yeah, body the, slam all these guys all, to yeah, get all the guys to, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't... Wow. Not body slam, well, it's I mean, headbutting. You got to... Yeah, pro- human projectile into somebody else. Yeah. I know when I come in here on, on Friday mornings. It feels like that. Well, I, I see when I see Nathan wearing his, his head-butting skull cap. Yeah. I know I just better keep my mouth well, shut. Well, it's made out of keratin. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's a very attractive Thank um, you. Uh, headpiece, yes. From Petapixel. Mm. 
Ten wildlife photographers have signed a letter calling on the British Ministry of Defense to stop using the fur of black bears for the Queen's Guard's famous caps. Speaking of caps, mm-hmm. you know those big bulbous headpieces that they wear? The Queen's Guards? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yeah. They're standing there all stiff. Yeah, they got those, like, they're usually kind of, uh, they look like they're made out of some kind of human, I mean, uh, Well, they're made out of bear. Bear, yeah, there you go. Black bears. Animal fur, yeah. And these photographers are saying, stop that. Yeah. What are you doing anyway? It's, it's, this is a stupid tradition. It is. The iconic bear skins are used as caps for the Queen's Guard, who protect royal residences in the United Kingdom, and tourists will see them in London posted outside Buckingham Palace and St. James Palace. They decide to use some sort of, you know, what? They could Some use, sort of faux fur. Yeah, they could use that uh, nutria. Nutria? Yeah, it's a rat-like uh, creature that is... We have but, to kill any animal? Well... Can't you just have well, these faux things, fur? Yeah, you can well, have what are those little? What are those little... Remember those little uh, heads that used to grow the... The chia pet. Chia pet. They could have that's, chia pet hats. Yeah, yeah. Why not? That's what I'm thinking. Every every couple of days, you bring you bring out another chia pet hat, and, you and know. Plop it on the guard's yeah, head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's fun for the whole family. That's the other an, thing. Yeah, Nothing better so. than watching a chia pet grow. And Nothing. then they could have that, uh, you know, the, yeah. the uh, industry off on the side there where yeah, we're making yeah. The, yeah. the little replicas of the guards yeah. where you can grow your chia guard. You could have a chia guard and yeah. take it home. And just watch it grow. Every day it grows a little bit. This is a way to make good yeah, see, money. This is the kind of thinking these people need I know. more of. I What's mean, wrong with the queen anyway? What's this, this jubilee thing about I, anyway? I, I, if she doesn't have the brains enough to know that the chia guards are the next sensation. People would be lining up around the block to buy chia guard hats. Yeah. Yeah. As wildlife photographers who have spent our lives documenting the beauty and fragility of the natural world, we are acutely aware of the need to protect not pillage the living planet, which includes the animals we share it with. Mm. It is for this reason that we ask you to stop funding the slaughter of black bears for the Queen's Guard's caps, reads the letter. Mm -hmm. PETA, you know that organization, has informed us that making a single ceremonial hat takes a hide of one bear who is gunned down by hunters. Some of the bears shot for the caps are mothers and their orphan cubs are left to starve meaning that one cap can actually represent the slaughter of an entire family. I know. Yeah. What, That's what, right, do, what do these clowns do when they go out on their bear hunts? They yell out, God save the queen, and then they blast this little poor bear yeah. into the next world. You Come know. on. Come on. From Boing Boing. Oh. You've heard of Boing Boing, I do right? know of Boing Boing, yeah. I read Boing Boing now and then. I do, too. In a recent study, a group of scientists recalled their journey to try and use CRISPR gene editing technology to bioengineer an extra-friendly and extra-relaxed hamster. (laughs) They were trying... You know, you ever have any hamsters? Uh, No, I never have had a hamster. No, I never had a hamster. My sister had a hamster. Because he had to keep him in a cage. Yes. It seemed cruel because you can't really let him out. Yeah. For fear that you're going to step on it accidentally. I mean, Or it's going to get into the garbage disposal or something like that. There you go. Yeah. But like a dystopian sci-fi novel, this uh, study of theirs went horribly awry because they they weren't getting extra friendly, extra relaxed hamsters. (laughs) The researchers used CRISPR, as I said, Cas9, to remove naturally occurring hormone, vasopressin and its receptor, AVPR1A, that is typically expected to regulate things like teamwork and bonding. Okay. 
You know, that's what they're thinking. Yeah. They're going to have these really cooperative hamsters that are going to be buddies. Some chill yeah. hamsters out there. Their hypothesis was that by removing the hormone, the hamsters would stop regulating their friendliness and just give in to being cuddly. Yeah. You know, and adorable bosom buddies all the time. Yeah, yeah. You have really cuddly hamsters. Yeah. But in fact, it had the opposite effect. They were incredibly aggressive, territorial, and violent toward other hamsters of the same sex. Wow. Well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. See so what look you, out for your hamster. See what happens when you start effing with Mother Nature. Yeah. By the way, the the hamster question is something that I've posed to my well, my sister had a hamster, right? Uh-huh. What happens when it it's ill? You don't know why it's feeling a little down. You can uh-huh. tell something's wrong. You you need to take it to the vet, right? Yeah. And then the question of is it going to be worth the eight hundred dollars that you're going to spend to help the hamster? You like things bigger. Uh, yeah. When you spend, she couldn't have a relationship with a hamster. Well, she she so, yeah. It's, it's equal it's, to a dog. Is but it's, how it's, you're it's, it's the hamster question, right? I guess it is the hamster question. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Mahler? Yeah, I mean, it, the size of... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Mahler, you're a big dog, so you don't have to worry. But it's the size yeah. of the pet and sometimes determine whether or not you're willing to pour yeah. money into making... Like a goldfish. But it gets to a certain size, I think. Yeah. And then... And then yeah, they're just too big. <laughs> you know, it's like the, Mahler, for example. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Mahler. Shut up, jeez. We're not going to do it, Mahler. From CNN. The last surviving Howard Johnson's restaurant closed. Oh. I know you're devastated. (laughs) It's devastating. Uh, Open for most of the past 70 years, the restaurant was located in Lake George, New York, a popular summer vacation spot near the Adirondack Mountains. Adirondack Mountains. Howard Johnson's had about a thousand restaurants in the 1960s and 1970s, and it was once America's largest restaurant chain. Yeah. Chain, instantly recognizable for its orange roofs. Yes, the diners served 28 types of ice cream, and became part of American culture. Last time I went to one, I had clams <laughs> and I vomited all night. How a true story. Yeah, it's okay. You vomited yeah. after. I will a... never go to a Howard Johnson's again. You know, the best thing I... The, the, Can the... you imagine vomiting up a plate of clams? No. Yeah. No, I can't. By the way, the best thing, the residual memory I have of Howard Johnson is the fact that it was the premise for a joke in Blazing Saddles. Yeah. When they were all gathered in the church to find out they were... Had, they had to determine whether or not they were going to get a new sheriff, and the new yeah. sheriff turned out to be somebody else. Everybody in the room was last name was Johnson, ah. and one of them was named Howard Johnson. There was a whole list of Howard Johnson funny yeah. names for Johnsons. Yeah, right. So that's Velveeta Johnson. There was yeah, there was there were a lot of Johnsons in yeah. the room, so to speak. Yeah, well, there's that. Uh, but don't get worried, Mike. Although the Howard Johnson restaurants are closed, the hotel chain is still has about 300 locations. Oh. So you can still oh, get man. your Howard Johnson There's tips. a good non-story story for you. From National Public Radio, a man disguised as an old woman in a wheelchair threw a piece of cake at the Mona Lisa in Paris. Oh, yeah. What was this about? Well, I'll tell you what it's about. Yeah. Video posted on social media shows security guards at the Louvre uh, escorting the man away Sunday as he spoke in French about the planet. 
He was concerned about the planet, okay. and he's just a little bit deranged there. Yeah. He didn't know what else to do except yeah. throw some cake at the Mona Lisa. Hurl some frosting at Think the Mona Lisa. Think of the Earth. There are people who are destroying the Earth. Think about it. Artists tell you, think of the Earth. That's why I did this. <laughs> that is why I did this. The cake, the Mona Lisa. What else? That was actual recording of the man uh-huh. right there. We have it. We get that and exclusively finally, here on Weekly Signal. And finally, yeah. from the Kansas City Star, a semi-truck hauling 15,000 pounds of hot dog filler crashed in Pennsylvania, spilling the pink slime onto the interstate. The 18-wheeler was traveling along Interstate 70 at a high rate of speed when the driver lost control and swerved off the road where it was skewered by several trees. Two people were treated at the scene, and the interstate was closed to one lane while the bubblegum-like wiener goo was removed. Cleaning up the goopy meat wasn't easy. Police say the road was closed for nearly four hours while they cleared away all the hot dog debris. You can subscribe to the Weekly Signals Weekly Review Podcast at weeklysignals.com. Weeklysignals.com. Subscribe now.